Welcome to the Land Jam Podcast, a semi-friendly discussion between two blokes on watches, cars, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, Tommy and Sanjeev. Welcome to a Land Jam Short, SKX Redux with Islander Watches. That's right, Sanj. I know, so Sanj, I think anyone who's getting into watches in the beginning is always told to go buy a Seiko SKX. That is, is correct. That fair. Okay. And do you have one? I do. I have an SKX 007. It was a birthday gift for my wife. Ooh. Is, okay. Just to refresh my memory, is that the one with the black bezel or the red and blue? It's the black bezel and I usually put the bond strap on it. Ah, okay. Actually, okay. I've only had it with the bond strap. Um, w- once I got the strap, I removed the bracelet just to keep preserve the bracelet a little bit because to be honest with you the skx is a great watch but one of its downfalls obviously because it's an affordable watch is the quality of the bracelet it's pretty chintzy yeah and i I think that's that's a common complaint across a lot of seiko until you start getting into like the higher end prospects line yeah and grand seiko i'm not bashing about it because you have to understand these are really affordable automatic watches um and very robust great design put together really well but they have to cut costs somewhere you know so okay before we go on you know i don't think we've ever actually spoken about it on the podcast what do you think of the sake of skx is it earned its reputation as a legendary starter diver what are your thoughts i think it's a fantastic uh starter watch um i mean i don't wear it as often as i should but whenever i picked it up the moment i picked it up it it just starts off right away it's like that Toyota Camry that you've had for 25 years and all you have to do is change oil and a battery and that's it. It's it's such a reliable watch. Um, it is not as accurate as, you know, obviously the more expensive, the higher end movement watches, but for every day, it's, it's a great watch to look at, wear, and um, comfortable. Yeah, and it has a non-hacking movement, right? Is it 7S26? Is that yeah, it's the 7S26. Kind of? So when, and we talked about this in our previous podcast, when Seiko released their successor to the SKX, they, I believe they brought hacking back. Um, yeah, the S5K we're talking about, the Seiko Sports correct. Five, five line diver watch. Yes, so yeah. they, they actually put the same movement, If correct me if I'm wrong, the same one that's now in the Seiko Turtle. Yeah, they definitely updated the movement. 4R36, if I remember right. So that has hacking and, yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I you cannot go wrong with an SKX 007. And the cool thing with the SKX, I think it's built to following. And because of its affordability, you know, people have made mods available for it, like bezels. Yes, correct. All sorts correct. of things. Yeah, and it, it's become a, a bit of a cult classic. Like, I think, uh, you know, a lot of watch collectors who own Rolex and Patek and whatever, they'll have a Seiko SKX in, in the lineup as well. And the unique thing is that you're getting, a, you know, back in the day, a relatively inexpensive dive watch, starter watch, that uh, was a professional dive watch. You know? Right, and you should not also forget the SKX um, more colorful brother, uh, the SKX 009, the Pepsi. Right, right, right. And it's the basically the exact same watch with a Pepsi bezel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're getting a 200-meter, you know, water-resistant dive watch, which Cor- 
for about a, you know back in the day 150 bucks right um, right i'm actually checking on amazon right now um so the skx 007 is now selling for about 323 uh to 359 wow yeah that's so insane it is commanding quite a price obviously the skx is discontinued um like you mentioned, the Seiko Five Diver line is now the replacement, but there's a there's a trade off with that. It, it doesn't have the same water resistance as the SKX. It's no, the SKX is actually a, the SKX is actually a certified dive watch too. Yes, yeah. This, the Seiko Five Diver is is I, I don't think it makes the cut. I think it's a it's a bit less water resistant. It has a a, a exposed yes, it does uh, have an case exposed back case back. Movie. Yeah, so these are all things that would not make the cut for a dive watch, professional dive watch. Um, so this is why I think people have a, a cult um, following for the SKX. It's, it's a legendary dive watch. It's very popular. Um, it's accessible to people and it's, it's, it's technically very proficient. There's no nonsense. It works and it, it has a, an appropriate depth rating for a dive watch. And I think, you know, some people saw that there's now a shortage or a gap in the market, right? Because you don't really have that same SKX style watch made by Seiko anymore. That's why the prices have been rising. No, it's like with most, it's like with most things, you know, when people don't even um, recognize it when it's available in the market, but once it's taken out of the market, people are like, ah, man, that was actually a decent, really good product. A great watch. Yeah. A great watch. So, um, so this is where Long Island Watch cuts in. Long Island Watch is a retailer based out of Long Island. Um, the proprietor uh, is a guy named Mark. He's a very, very nice guy. I've met him a couple times in New York at some Warren and Wild events. He just always gets everyone their time of day. Um, really knows his watches. He's, he's a fantastic guy. So, um, you know, it's a small business and they've been, you know, retailing, um, specializing in Seiko, Orient, Leiko, Citizen, uh, a bunch of other brands, Aristo, um, Competitive pricing. They're also being in the mod mod part market. So, like you mentioned before, the SKX has a big mod um, history, a, a big mod community, and right. uh, you can get mod parts from him as well. Uh, Long Island Watch. So, um, you know, it's an excellent site and resource. He actually has his own YouTube channel. He's very knowledgeable. Excellent. I, I would recommend that as well. Um, he, he does a very good job. Um, so, I think he recognized kind of what the role of the SK, Seiko SKX was in the watch market. Uh, dive watch market and he said you know what i can i can fill this hole now that seiko has kind of vacated it uh so he basically designed a watch that was aimed toward fans of the seiko skx um it comes in with the seiko nh36 automatic movement day date uh the hand winds it hacks um so it's a step up from the skx um and he kind of understood that some of the the appeal to the skx was modding and um, you know, putting in different bezels and, and customizing hands and uh, different various colors. So uh, when he released uh, what he called the Islander watches, he released them in 43 in a, in a series of colors and uh, either a dial or bezel colors. And, uh, you know, they, they were very popular. You know, some came with ceramic bezels. They, they were very attractive watches. And he really knew what the market kind of wanted to see. And he executed really well. And uh, the 43 millimeter watches are currently available on his website for, uh, I think, right now, two ninety nine. Yeah, I mean, price three ninety nine. Um, so, so you're basically getting a watch, a dive watch with a Seiko movement, uh, for less than what you would now pay for a Seiko SKX, and it looks like a Seiko SKX. And I think 
that's intentional. Like I think I think the way he designed it was to evoke the Seiko SKX, and he did that, I, in my opinion, pretty pretty well. I don't know. What do you think about Sanchez? I I think he did a good job. I mean, two ninety nine at first. So when I when we when I got my SKX, it was you know a really good deal. Um, it was actually below retail, but so when I when I'm thinking about the comparison between what well, Long Island is selling the Islander watches to what I paid, it's it's a, about a hundred bucks more, let's just say. Um, but what the mods that they have done is that a they replaced the bezel to something that's ceramic, so it's you know scratch resistant. Um, they actually updated the movement, right? To yes, it's a hacking movement. Yeah, so it's they call it the NH thirty six. 24 jewel hacking and basically an improved movement over um, what it is available in the SKX. And the movement is usually something that's, you know, one of the, the heavy hitters from a price point of view, right? You, yeah. so it's still, and, and when you compare this watch now to what the SKX is selling for, I think it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, no, I, I, it's an excellent, well, this, yeah, exactly. I, the list price now for a Seiko SKX is, well over 300 bucks. So right. you're getting something less than that right now for a brand new watch. And you're getting a watch that, you know, if you look, if you look at Seiko mods, there is a Seiko mod to upgrade the movement to an NH36. So Mark pretty much just did that for you. He's handing you that watch. Yeah. And... Post mod, you know? So I, I, I think it's great. I, I, I think what he's done is kind of bring out the best in the Seiko SKX and he's made it better. And he's turned around, and this is a, really a watch that's aimed toward the enthusiast community because, you know, one, you need to know what the SK, Seiko SKX is to know that, hey, this is a watch that kind of evokes that. Right. And, and two, kind of know the technical kind of improvements that he's done along the way. And um, it's very impressive. And, and they're, they're really attractive as far as the colors that he chose. The interesting thing is, you know, he just did, he started with the 43 millimeter. And this past weekend, I think Friday, um, May, Jesus, what's the date? 15th, 14th? Is it the 14th? Was it? No, it's the 15th. Um, May 15th, he released the 38 millimeter. Oh, wow. Uh, version of the Islander. Um, same movement, um, but a little bit smaller size. And I think depending on the color, they, they, they sold out you know, within hours. Um, I know he put it on Instagram when he was coming out and I think people pretty much just camped out on the website. So, I mean, the uh, 43 doesn't feel like a 43. I have the 43, uh, SKX. Um, and it doesn't, definitely does not feel like that. So as a 38, I I expect it to be actually a little bit smaller than what it is. Like the, the 43 to me feels smaller than what the sizes suggests. Okay. As an aesthetic point of view, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, the, the SKX also had a smaller sized version. It did. The, I think the color SKX 13. 013. Yeah. 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 Which was 37 millimeters. So this is really the 013 version. Yeah. Uh, the Islander version, yeah. um, which I'm all for it. I, I think the 013 is also a very cool watch. It's, it's a, it wears very different from. 007. I think it's yes. these are like two different watches, really. Yeah, even the, if they're the mods are tastefully done, I must say, and it's not just you know visual; it's also like hardware, you know. Yeah. Um, even this crystal is what anti-reflective sapphire crystal, which replaces yeah. I mean, hardlex. 
across the across the way he has improved everything. Super luminova markings, anti-reflective sapphire crystal, um, comes in a strap or solid right. uh, bracelet. Um, I mean, not to say yeah. that the Seiko, what I was an original Seiko SKX from the crystal and dial point of view, wasn't bad. It was actually fine. Um, you just give like ten seconds of light on the SKX, and it will just light up. It's yeah, yeah. I mean that you know, that's Seiko loom for you, but. I think I think he's done it really well. Correct. It's 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 its own thing while still being evocative of the SKX. Yeah. Which I think is the best of both worlds because now he, I don't think you can say it's 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 a straight homage. It's not right. No. It's, it's, it's it's its own design. It's unique. But at the same time, it's evocative, and I think people who know know. And I think that's the perfect balance. He's done a really good job. And you know, checking out Fang An watches and the Islander watch collection, you, you'll see that he's also got a turtle style. Islander Diver, which looks very, very uh, uh, faithful to the Seiko Turtles. And he's also got his own uh, line of Fliegers, Type A and Type B. Um, all of them use Seiko movements, as far as I know. So, um, you know, I think this initial launch of watches and the Islander, Islander brand have been very, very successful. And, and they've been well-received, especially the divers. So uh, we just want to give a shout out to on watches i think they're they're doing fantastic work um i'm a customer i haven't bought an islander but i bought some mod parts from them i might consider buying some mod parts um in the near future yeah you're gonna wait for the seiko samurai mod huh uh not samurai i might consider doing the um skx skx all right yeah it'll be fun that'll be fun so yeah i i will uh i actually got the long island watch mod parts already Uh, i'm actually still waiting for the uh, chapter ring from uh, asia to come in (laughs) Uh, I think they're stuck in customs. So uh, that's really what's holding that up. Long Island Watches was very fast. I got it within a week. So anyway, just wanted to give a shout out to these guys. I think I think they, they do fantastic work. And uh, Mark's a great guy. He stands by his product. And um, you know, definitely check out the Under Watches. I think they're really onto something here. Now, before we end this, um, which of the SKXs would you pick? Ooh, Okay. That is uh, that is a tough one. That is a tough one. What what do you have in mind? What where do you start? So usually I use I, I typically when you pick something that's very monochromatic in color, I usually <laughs> you know go colorful. I usually beat you down and saying that hey, why didn't you pick something with color? Now yeah. I'm going to give you the opportunity for you to attack me in this because I like the one that has the GMT bezel. Um, so if you, okay got it the second one with the black i i think the only reason is that Wait, what, what's the uh okay hang on this is the isl 03 you're talking uh about? the isl 01 okay that's the black yeah okay so it's got and the gmt bezel is the zero three. Oh, wait here's showing zero one no 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 so the gmt bezel i meant with um one, two, three, four, five, like with actual hour mark. Oh, I see. Uh, I apologize. Okay, sorry. Yeah, no, no worries. Okay. Yeah, because the GMT bezel, bezel is basically the, the Pepsi bezel. Yes. Um, okay, so you like the, the zero one. Yeah, because to be honest with you, I never go diving, so I never needed something as a, yeah, as a diving bezel. Yeah. But I could see myself at one point in my life using, uh, finding out, figuring out a second time zone. Yeah, I, it's very attractive. I actually, I'm going to go controversial here. I'm going to take that same watch, but in a 38 millimeters, the ISL 05. 05, okay. Right below it. But the 05 is, 
So, oh, that's just a dive bezel. It's dive, not a dive GMT bezel. bezel. It's basically an SKX looking. It's basically an SKX. You know, I, I like that watch. I just think uh, the 38 millimeters, I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I feel like it would work for me. I think, I think it would bring something to the table. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of enamored with the 38 millimeters right now. I don't know why. I don't, I don't even own a watch in that dimension. But... Which is quite funny. I mean, when you first started the podcast, yeah. you were ripping on my Omega Seamaster 36 millimeter. I mean, come on. Th- that's a little too small, Sanch. Two millimeters difference, and you're, it's it like. Makes all the difference in the yeah. world, bro. <laughs> what do we... <laughs> All right, I, wait, let's not go. To... <laughs> the the controversial i want to see the controversial one the interesting one is the isl 04 it looks like a yacht master from rolex yeah yeah no i i like that i like that i think i think i think they've really thought about the mods that people want to see yeah. the looks that they want to see and yeah that's executed really well too I'll, i might even do that it's got the marine master hands on it yes it does you know, yeah it's got the like the yacht master yeah. too not the like the, the one that you time regattas but the other one where it's kind of like a, a more dressier version it's it's got a stealth oh, look to it i love this watch Sash. now that you mentioned it's got the stoplight seconds hand yeah you notice that that's beautiful all right, no, I, I take it back. I sell zero four. That's the way to go. You're welcome. You, that's the way to go. Thanks. I see you're, right, you're right. a watch advisor. Actually, I'm already and You are my watch advisor. <laughs> you're the reason I'm broke. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm, I'm right. like well, Stan the Caddy here, if anyone still. From Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> doesn't Kramer end up losing that one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well anyway i think this is uh this is a good good place to leave the islander watches um it, it's very compelling and the isl 04 now is on my radar so it's a it's a great collection um i think for today today's short um we actually had a little bit more uh with regards to watch it buying yes we do um all right so i we both have one I'll, and they're both um they're both vintagey uh vintagey i guess that's fair so i'll start with mine um mine is the hoyer audi sport chronograph um which is a a rare team version dial uh lamania 5100 um chronograph um this is the classic mid-80s lamania 5100 chronograph it's got the hoyer pasadena case uh quite quite iconic um, other companies have used the case and movement. Um, um, you know, they may be branded as Lamania or Arctos or you know, whatever, but it's basically the same watch. Um, the, the Audi Sport is special because it was it was something that collectors were aware of, and it was a very small production run. I believe it was maybe no more than 350 ever produced, and they were produced for two years in the early 80s. I want to say 83 and 84. Um, if you follow the Landjam Instagram, we actually put up a little blurb on the Audi Sport a couple of days ago. So it's uh, it's a very rare watch, and collect Hoyer collectors know um, that you know this is really kind of a grail for some people. It's a kind of a grail for me. Um, and the gentleman that put this up for sale is based out of Hong Kong, and he's got a bunch of Lamania 5100 chronographs of the similar style, K style. Uh, I, I chose the Audi Sport because obviously this is the one that's kind of legendary and uh, you know really super sought after. But he's got four or five 
uh, one by Arctos, uh, one by Lamania, um, and a couple other Hoyers. So um, he's got a fantastic collection that are all up for sale. Uh, he is R W R I G H T on eBay. So uh, R some right. of them are is still right in R right, exactly. And some of them are still up for sale. Um, the Hoyer Audi Sport actually closed at seventy three hundred. Uh, came with a box. I don't think the box is original. I, I don't think there's any papers left, but it is a fantastic watch. Uh, it's something I always keep an eye open for. Um, it's very rare to see, um, but when it pops up, it's something special. And actually, in that listing, you'll see the other ones that he has up. He's got a Hoyer. He's got a Lamania. Uh, he's got a Dugina. And uh, he's got, a I think, an Italian Air Force Lamania uh, chronograph as well and also an arctos military uh, german german military chronograph so uh it's a hell of a collection nice. and he's got um all seven up for sale right now so um if you're into that sort of thing follow this guy even even if not even to buy them but just to look at them they're they're beautiful watches i, I just love that case design um i don't know what do you think Sesh? oh it's a very very attractive looking watch um it looks actually from the layout of the registers uh, very similar to like the Zen One Four Two. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. It's it's the it's the casing that's unique because the case is so sleek and uh, it's a lot smaller um, for that uh, chronograph movement to sit inside. Yeah, um, and the interesting thing, you, the funny thing you mentioned about the case because the 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 bezel or like say the inner bezel, it's protruding out a little bit more, so. The case looks thinner than it actually is, you know? Yes, yes. I can see exactly what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's visually very pleasing. Yes. Um, it's a very good-looking watch. And the Audi Sport is, is, is the one to get in that collection. Um, you know, for Hoyer nerds, like, that, that's the one they always keep an eye open for. So I always have an eye open for Hoyer. I always search Lamania 5100 on, on eBay. You're always um, hunting for Lamania 5100. Uh, I love that, that chronograph movement. Um, so yeah, when, when I saw this, I, I almost spat out my coffee. And then I saw the rest of the collection that he has for sale, and I definitely spat out my coffee. You, you <laughs> dropped the mug. It, it... I dropped the mug. I was like, uh, who's that guy in Independence Day? He's like uh, the, the guy that works for SETI. You know what I'm oh, talking the about? The guy who works for SETI. He's like the chubby guy. And like the aliens come in and... It's like clear the aliens are coming. He's like, oh my god, I gotta call my lawyer. Oh, I the gotta call my mother. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I gotta call my brother. It was not the SETI guy, so it was. Um... No, it was Jeff Goldblum's buddy. Jeff from Goldblum's SETI. boss or something, and uh... yeah, where he worked at at SETI. It was not uh, SETI. It was like some cable TV thing. You're drunk, man. Search for extraterrestrial, international SETI. They're they're alien. They were listening for the aliens. No, oh, he was the he was the guy who works for uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. I forgot the guy's name, um, but I know who you're talking about. Right. Anyways, let's okay. not get into it. Do your research and then come back later and apologize. All right. <laughs> and if I am right, I'll apologize. You know what? But I know I'll tell wrong. you what. We'll we'll get back to this um, in the next <laughs> episode next short. or short that we record. Okay. Okay. All right. So, what do you have for a watch of mine? So, got? I got another vintage watches. Um, it's a Zen One Five Six military uh, chronograph. Ooh. Uh, so, this is also a Lamania. It is. So, the Zen One Five Six was also issued to the uh, the German Air Force of the Bundeswehr. 
So this is one of the outstanding ones that are Luftwaffe. Yeah. yeah. Um, available for uh, on sale. Unfortunately, I don't think it has any boxing papers, but it comes with the bone strap. It looks slightly worn, but you have to understand these are you know over thirty year old watches. Um, yeah. Oh, this is a beautiful watch. This is for people who are at home. This is the basically the Zen version of the Hoyer Bund. So it's got that thick black bezel, um, you know, three dial chronograph movement. Uh, it's got a GMT hand too. Yeah, GMT hand. Um, it's a it's a beautiful watch. Yeah. Very legible. Iconic. Very tool oriented design. Very tool. I mean, it's got it's got uh, acrylic crystal. Like this is basically the quintessential tool watch, yeah. and uh, this is you know basically the Hoyer Bund, but by Zen. Um, it's it's a fantastic watch. So this Very one here is. Uh, priced at twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred. All right, we'll put the, we'll put the links on the uh, show notes here, so people can take a look. Even if you're not buying, they're they're just beautiful watches to take a look yeah. at. Um, very attractive. So, all right, very good, Sanch. Very good. I actually like the Zin two five six, which is the slightly smaller sized version. I think it does not have a GMT hand, if I'm correct. It does not have a GMT it, hand. It is it is a Bund style chronograph, but I don't think it has a GMT hand. Yeah. But it's got the orange uh, sub register as the orange second hand, um, so it's evocative of this watch. But it's uh, it's different. Um, but yeah, this is this is a beautiful example. Good good job. Yeah, uh, the the bezel I think is the same as the two five six, but it's um, I think it's less with 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 the GMT hand missing. It's a little bit more cleaner. Let's just say. But okay. uh, no, it's it's both okay. are very nice watches. Um, you can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was actually hunting for a two five six, but uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're 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 in a different price range from what I was willing to cough up at the moment. So, in the meantime, I was trying to convince Tommy as Stan the caddy to pursue the two five six, but uh, he actually stuck to his guts and said no. Stuck to his gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I I had to draw a line somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'd be living under a bridge, but keeping perfect time. <laughs> as long as you service the watches. That's all right. Yeah, I'd be broke for that. Um, all right. So I think that's all we got for Watch of Vine. Um, I've got a quick streaming gold, Sanch. Sure. Um, I think this past week was the 40th anniversary of the famous Operation Nimrod, Sanch. Uh, do you know what Operation Nimrod is? I was going to say I do, but I, you'll have to refresh my memory. So I, in uh, 1980, uh, a couple of men took over the Iranian embassy in London, and they were holding hostages. They, they were making demands on the government. Um, the government had a strict, uh, we don't negotiate with terrorist policy. Um, and basically, they, they ended up killing a hostage. And um, the government turned to the SAS to take over. And... Uh, it's the first time the SAS had an operation on live TV. They were they were pretty deniable since World War II. They they were always kind of off screen. Uh, people knew you know some people knew they existed, but they were they were they were very very secretive. Uh, and then on live TV, the SAS stormed uh, the embassy, saved the hostages. They they eliminated all the terrorists except one. Um, it's a it's a fantastic story. Just watching the news uh, on that it, it's it's mind blowing. Um, on, on Netflix in the U.S., there's a, there's a movie called Six Days, 
and it's about the six days of the hostage crisis and the eventual SAS storming of the building. Uh, it's done really well. Um, uh, it's got some famous a- actors in it. Abby Cornish is in it. Jamie Bell plays the, um, I think his name is Rusty. He's the team leader, the SAS team leader who goes in. Uh, it's done really well. Uh, Mark Strong is in it as a hostage negotiator. So I'd recommend it. Um, you know, obviously, a- any movie is not 100% historically accurate, but I-, I think for someone who's kind of new to the subject, it's it's uh, it's it's a useful watch. So I'd recommend it. Watch, pun intended. No, no, I'll definitely take a look. Now, this was basically uh, occurring during the Thatcher era, right? Yeah, no. So I think Margaret Thatcher came into office in 1978, yes. and this was two years in. And the interesting thing is they do mention her a couple times. I think politically she was very unpopular at the time. There were a lot of uh, labor issues. Uh, there were coal strikes. Um, there were people that really did not like her. And um, she definitely kind of used the SAS here to bolster her image as someone who's kind of strong and who, you know, who doesn't. Yeah, mess. someone who doesn't mess around. Um, doesn't mess around. Yeah. So this was a political success yeah. for her. Uh, I think a lot rode on this hostage crisis being resolved because it was on TV. It was right in London. It was in Kensington. Uh, people were aware of it every day. It was something that if it turned ugly, there would be a heavy political pressure. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, luckily for her, the SAS came through and, and she personally went and thanked them and, and mentioned them as much as possible for her own political advantage. Um, and she did it again two years later. I mean, the Falcons war was in 82. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you know, she's the iron lady. Most people, yeah, well, most people didn't even know where the Falklands was. And if you ask them, were they worth fighting over? Uh, you know, I think it's a toss-up. But, it's principle. You know, she, she it's principle. And, uh, you know, she, uh, she again, definitely used the military to her political advantage. She came out, she came out on top again. So um, th- it's an interesting story. And uh, Six Days does a pretty good job of uh, conveying how it kind of went down. So it, it's definitely worth a watch. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us for another Land Jam Short. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking, sticking around with us. And uh, please subscribe where you, where you are. Please review you know, where you're getting this uh, episode from. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter.